Hello from the sunny beaches of St. Kitts and Nevis. Welcome to Dextrocardia, your one-stop shop podcast for everything related to life as a Caribbean medical student. I'm your host, Nihal Satyadev, a second-year medical student at the University of Medicine and Health Sciences. Disclaimer, the opinions expressed by guests of this podcast do not reflect the opinions or views of any institution or professional organization. Now, let's dive in. All right, welcome to another episode today. Uh, today we have Gloria Torres with us, who is a classmate of mine, and she is currently the TA for Histo, uh, Histology, which is a course that revolves primarily around understanding the structures of tissues and cells on a microscopic level. Uh, so Gloria, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you so much, Neha, for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited for this. So, yeah, um, it's great to be here talking to you about histology, which is one of my passions, right? Because I studied um, cytotechnology before coming into medical school, and I worked as a cytotechnologist for three years um, in a private laboratory diagnosing different tissue samples, specifically liquid samples from different parts of the body. So histology has a sweet spot for me, you know, in the heart. Yeah, that's very cool. I think that's pretty rare to have people from that background. So tell us a little bit more about what it means to be a cytotechnologist. Yeah, sure. So basically a cytotechnologist is like a cell detective. So we are taught how to search for pre cancerous cells or any indication that the patient might have a inflammatory condition or an infection. So we evaluate these samples that can come from any part of the body and we look for cancer. That's basically what a cytotechnology, uh, cytotechnologist does. We give a diagnosis and that diagnosis is then passed on to the pathologist, which will evaluate the specimen and will say, yes, I agree with your diagnosis. This patient has this type of cancer or no, you're, you had it right, but it's a different type of cancer. So basically it's, it's a one-on-one experience with the pathologist and you basically help that pathologist get out a proper diagnosis for the patient. Wow, I did not realize how involved that was. So that's very cool. And was that sort of the experience that drew you to medicine or were there other things along the way that uh, brought you here to UMHS? Yeah, so for quite a few, t- for year, for quite a few years, I did wanted to study medicine. I wasn't, I was just not yet ready for it. So once I finished my bachelor's degree, I decided to do cytology, cytotechnology, because I thought it was pretty interesting. But then once I finished, I'm like, I really, really like this. So at that moment, I decided not to pursue my medical right, um, career. And, but working every day with the pathologists, going to the hospitals, assisting on live operations where the pathologists were needed in the moment of a lung operation, we needed to know if that person had tuberculosis or had a mass caused by a cancer. So all that experience just like woke up again, that desire for me to keep on going with my original plans to become a medical student. So. That's why I'm here. 
Very cool. Well, now that you're here, you're TAing this class. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what is histology, what can we expect from the class, and maybe give us a breakdown of how each of the different blocks over the course of the semester look like. Sure. So basically, just like you said in the intro, histology, the course is based or centralized on teaching the students how to identify a normal tissue and tissues from all over the body, different, all our, our systems. And also, not only will it centralize in teaching students how to identify these parts of these cells, but also it allows the students to learn how to associate basic uh, physiological process with the tissue. So they teach you how to identify a tissue and they could give you a clinical vignette of a condition and they'll put you the picture of the, the tissue and you need to identify, okay, I'm in this organ system, I'm, I have this symptoms, what relationship does this tissue have with the possible condition that this patient might have? So it will teach you how to connect you know, those basic cell, cell lines or cell tissues with the basic, really, really, really basic concepts of physiology. So it will help you for your physiology course and also will help you for your past courses along the way. And each block is different, but block one is basically the most important block of all three of them because it's where you will be taught literally the basic concepts of each organ system. And those concepts, you need to have them really, really clear to move on and actually understand the rest of the block materials. So on block one, it's, it's a lot, you know, histo histology is a lot of material. It's, it's different because you're, you're seeing these pictures that they, you know, people, students say, oh, I just see colors and, you know, balls with colors, but it's really, it, you know, it's, it's a little bit different, but it's pretty cool if you really grasp what the professor is trying to show you in that first block, because then for block two up to your final block, you will be applying those small little detail concepts that will be given to you from block one. And in my opinion, block two is the most difficult of all the blocks. And it's the one with the most information because you have you have different, bo uh, different body systems all together. And you need, to, you need to apply a lot of those critical reasoning skills and at the same time identify the tissue that you're looking at and think about all the possible conditions that the patient can have. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, in-depth yeah, look into the class. I think you're absolutely right. I remember the first, even the first week of the class, I was like, whoa, that was so much material for uh, such a short period of time because that class is not one that takes up so much of the lecture time compared to some of the other classes, uh, especially compared to um, like your anatomy or biochemistry or physiology. But uh, there is such a short, a lot of material that is covered into a very short period of time. Um, so I totally, totally agree. Um, so Obviously, to be a TA, you have to do really well in the class you're TAing. Uh, and now, since we're almost most of the way through this semester, uh, you've seen 
strategies that work for you and work for other students. So what did you do that worked for you personally? And what do you share as tips for students who you are TAing right now? Yeah, so definitely it, it did help me a lot my background. So that was a plus for me. But speaking to my friends who had no experience ever with tissues and with cells, um, basically the thing that worked for all of us was to maintain each day our, our material up to date. So don't leave any material behind. Try to get in as much material as you can per day of the material that was taught that day. And also practice questions really help because this class is really visual. You know, you need to learn how to spot the tiny little details. And the only way you can do that is by practicing. So definitely a lot of practice questions. There's a cool website that the University of Utah has for free where you can see different um, slides and different pictures of all the parts of the, bo the body. So that's also a good resource to also practice. And literally just try to always, when you're studying, try to connect the pictures to the conditions that the pr professor will be teaching you at the moment. And trying to think about how, how could they ask this in a, in a block? Like what is the clinical, um, relationship with this and that's basically the 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 secret to it you know just keep on studying every day and don't fall behind okay so you mentioned a little bit that histo is different than some of the other classes and I totally agree it's so much more based on image recognition uh, and is taught in a very different style than the other classes so for someone who is coming into histo how can they better prepare themselves before the class uh, before the class starts? So if you can pre-read a little bit before, just looking at the images in the PowerPoint, that will help you because you've already had a first insight to what you might be expecting during that day for that class. Also, the each week you have these labs, these lab videos that you need to see before your lab session. Those lab videos are super important because they allow you to sit down and actually go one-on-one -on -one with the professor and identifying, you know, all the important stuff that he wants you to know for each slide and for each tissue. So that also really does help the students get used to seeing these pictures, which are totally new and alien to, to one, right? So also just practice questions doing a lot of those practice questions, getting comfortable with viewing those images will make you feel better along the way. But it does take some time because it is difficult. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it's a new world. You know, everything's just so microscopic and so tiny, but it's possible. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It was a definitely, uh, it was, I think the slowest class, or it took me the longest in that class to get acquainted to it more so than some of the other classes. But nonetheless, I agree, it's totally doable. But at the same time, obviously not everyone does well in histology, not everyone does well in every class. So what are some of the common mistakes that you see students making in histo? Definitely, I would say leaving the material for the end. Um, a lot of students tend to 
to leave the block material a week and a half before block. And because it's all so much details and so much material, it doesn't really tend to help. Also, students don't really sometimes quite understand the concept. They memorize a picture or they memorize a question or they just memorize colors, for example. And they don't really understand the basic things that are needed to answer these questions. So when they get to the exam and they find themselves with a clinical vignette, as like they give you a know, story of a person with all these symptoms, and they put a picture and they they might have memorized what the picture looked like in the PowerPoint, but they won't be able to to critically analyze the question and they won't be able to apply the concepts that was given in class. So definitely, I think students must keep up to date with the material and try not to memorize these images or these PowerPoint presentations and just really try to grasp and understand the concepts. Yeah, those are those are really, really good tips. I think as a it, it is this is one of those classes where it's definitely easier to fall into the trap of just memorizing. But if an image just looks slightly different or if a clinical scenario is presented just slightly differently, then the memorization strategy really, really does fall down. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really good tip. So like many of the other TAs, you have a weekly review session. So during this review session, how, what are some of, what is the kind of structure for what you go over during that, uh, during that hour? So we tend to go over what is most high yield or what we know or believe that students have more problems with or more difficult subjects. So our TA review sessions are a little bit longer than the hour that is established, but it's because both my colleague and I, we take our time to explain these really difficult, tiny little concepts. And I personally, I like to, to go over the most important structures of the cell, which help the students identify the cell in, in the system and where they're, they're looking at. So we go over everything basically, we take our time with it. Usually it takes about maybe an hour and a half for each session, but it, it has a good outcome because students have been telling us that they have been liking what we're doing because we're teaching them how to properly identify better these images. Very cool. And do you do practice questions during your reviews as well? We have practice questions. There are some times where we might do maybe four or three practice questions, but students have told us that they prefer us to spend the time teaching them how to read an image or how to identify an image than doing these practice questions. And usually they they do them later on and if they have a question about it they'll they'll text us or they'll come into our ta office hour meetings and basically that's what we do so our powerpoint slides have a lot of questions but we might not necessarily go over all of them because we prefer spending that time into teaching the students how to properly identify the image yeah and that makes total sense like if you can get the proper identification the questions just become so much easier so totally makes sense. Now, something that you brought up earlier, which we will try to link in our 
um, podcast description is the Webpath Utah website. So other than that, do you have other important resources that students should be looking into getting or at least getting acquainted with before they start Histo? So I would probably look at the at the first aid book just to like get used to the first aid because it's a book that each every student should get acquainted with but you know when they start medical school and not leave it until middle of the year or at the end of you know your first years so definitely start looking at the the images of tissues in the book also Lippincott has a, a pdf of the book which they could use and I would just also, if you have time, just go in the, the internet into these web pages, like the one in Utah, and just scroll down looking for images. So before histology, I, it's a little bit hard to 100% prepare yourself for the course, but if you can look into, you know, these normal basic cell tissues, then you should have a better idea of what you're getting into. Awesome. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So. I think now that we've kind of gone over what we can do before the class, during the class, then the next big question comes to be how to retain all of that information for later classes. I'm taking PATH right now, and there's just basically no way to do well in PATH unless you have a good understanding of histo, and most of the step is pathology, <clears throat> so it's ultimately based on you can't really know what abnormal tissue looks like unless you know what normal tissue looks like. So how can people stay up to date on the material after the class is over? Yeah, so definitely after class is over, you'll, you'll go into physiology course and physiology will definitely talk back about those subjects that you were taught in histo. So if you're taking, for example, the physiology course and um, they're talking about muscle contraction, for an example. You are taught in histology about muscle contraction, the basic things you need to know. Also, you're taught how to properly identify what a muscle tissue looks like. So once you're studying for your histology course, take the time just to go back and look at the image of what a proper muscle tissue looks like. So that will help you, you know, keep up to what you're getting in class but also at the same time, go back and look at those images. Because just like you said, you need to know how to identify what is normal before you can identify what is abnormal. Like you can't do that without properly knowing what is okay and what is not okay. So definitely just keep on looking at the images because that's, that's how you, you get better with practice. Keep looking at the images, keep doing those practice questions, keep reading on your first aid book looking at all of those slide images and all basically everything mi microscopic, try to apply it to what you're being taught in physiology or in any of your other courses, especially for pathology. Yeah, that's a really, really good tip and something I wish I did a little bit more uh, last semester uh, to keep up because now I'm definitely having to cram a lot of re-understanding oh. normal material in pathology, but, uh, but that's a really good tip and that's why hopefully listeners are able to stay ahead of the curve. So before we head out, do you have any other uh, tips to share with students, whether it be for this class or in general? 
just basically guys it's hard but take your time also don't don't overstress yourself take time to you know to absorb the material and to really understand it and just maintain calm right because it could be really really overwhelming and we all go through those those periods where we feel like it's too much and we can't handle it but you guys can do it we can all do it we just need time we need patience and we need dedication which we all have you know we're here it's because we can do this and we'll we'll get over you know we'll definitely win this battle and basically you know take time for yourself as well don't you need your mental and emotional stability on point <laughs> because it's definitely going to be a roller coaster ride so those are basically you know my my tips on how to do well in this course and you can also apply all of these tips for for the rest of your courses repetition um is the key repetition 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 well, thank you so much for the positive message, Gloria. We really appreciate Yay. the fact that you spent some of your time here. And sure. I'm sure the listeners will really appreciate all the tips that you have. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Neha, for having me. If you have any other thoughts or questions or suggestions for who we should interview next, please reach out to us at dextrocardia.podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at dextrocardiapc. And please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.